Good morning, everybody. We were yakking away there and almost missed the starting time. Today is August the 3rd. Welcome to August. Man, the year is moving by quickly, isn't it? Good. And today, thank you for joining today's TR90 Weight Management Call. My name is Frank Lomas. Let me mute my background there. My name is Frank Lomas, and I'm your host today. And I'm joining you from my home here in Lompoc, California, which sits 54 miles north of Santa Barbara and California's beautiful Central Coast. My business background before New Skin was a workaholic mortgage broker and small business owner. And I now enjoy what I call my carpet commute, which allows me to walk from one bedroom to another to grow my business. I competed in one of the events in both bodybuilding and weightlifting in my youth, and I still stay active each day with my wife with calisthenics, walking, hiking, bike riding, and high-intensity weight training at age 67. I can say with her again, she's finally back. We're doing a little more walking again. She's back on her exercise bike. We'll probably even hit the gym together this week for the first time in quite a while, so that'll be fun. These calls go on at 6.40 to 6.55 a.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. To listen live, if you like, call in to dial into 712-775-8972. Wait for the prompt, and you're 910-022. Our panel does these calls to support your efforts with the AgeLock TR90 program. Based on three program components clinically shown to help you look leaner and healthier in 90 days, the primary program components are products, eating, and exercise. So check with your personal new skin representative or new skin product support for more details in the program. And, of course, check in here each weekday for tips to help you stay connected. You can find the archive of these calls on soundcloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com, or your favorite podcast app by searching for either TR90, my name, Frank Lomas, or for Solutions for Anti-Aging, with the number, number four in their Solutions for Anti-Aging. Today's topic is incline walking versus running, which is better for fat loss. And I found this article on FitWell. It was published July 24th, a little more than a week or so ago. And uh, let's see, it was written by Maddie Badoof. Yeah, I know I massacred that last name, B-I-D-D-U-L-P-H. B-I-D-D-U-L-P-H, if you want to track down an article yourself, Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y. So incline walking versus running, which is better for fat loss? Incline walking versus running, which is, better, which is a better workout? Whether you want to know which form of exercise offers more benefit or looking for ways to lose some weight, <clears throat> we've got you covered here. First things first, if you're looking to up your daily steps, it's really important to protect your body and your joints with the best shoes for walking. Without the correct footwear, you can experience pain in your, pain in your knees, hips, and even your back. And, but before we get into that, what exactly is incline walking and how does it compare to running? Incline walking simply means walking on a gradient higher than flat, explains strength and conditioning coach Simon Bennett, co-founder of TriFit Athletic. On a treadmill, on a treadmill, this would be anything higher than 0% or on an indoor setting, finding a nice hill, on a, excuse me, on an outdoor setting, finding a nice hill in your neighborhood and walking up it. Running in place, running is placing one foot in front of the other at a speed that causes you to rebound through your eggs, elevating your heart rate. The pros of both are that they will increase your heart rate and strengthen the heart, a vital component of keeping healthy throughout life. The downsides to incline walking are extremely minimal unless you do it to an excess without correctly stretching through your hips after exercise. 
due to the nature of having to lift your knees higher than you would normally when walking on flat ground, this could overload your hip flexors and lead, and cause, which can lead to injury. Bennett says running is pretty safe too, but he strongly advises starting at a level suited to your fitness ability. This might be jogging for 30 seconds and walking for 90. Be mindful of the impact on your joints as the dynamic nature of running can be hard on them, especially if you're new to it. Incline walking versus running, which is easier. As we've heard, you can walk on an incline on a treadmill at home or find it in the hill outdoors. Likewise, you can run outside it or at home or on a running machine. Both activities are great for cardiovascular system, boosting heart, and lung health. However, incline walk is far kinder on the joints, and I'll, I'll go with that one, <laughs> and it's probably a better option for anyone who is new to running or has knee issues. When it comes to which is easier, it depends on your fitness level. If you're new to running, build your stamina and endurance up first by walking on an incline. Incline walking versus running burning calories. Depending on your speed, walking on an incline can often be as effective as running on a flat surface. For every incline gradient on the treadmill, your body has to spend an average of 4% more energy, boosting the calorie burn significantly. If you look at the speed walking events bent when the Olympic is on, you'll notice that those athletes have the lowest percentage of body fat of any athlete in the entire games. This is because a fast-paced walk, or indeed a walk on an incline, will pace, place you into a heart rate zone where the body can utilize fats for energy most effectively. Running at a moderate pace would also be great for burning calories. However, the body would be using more carbohydrates as fats and fats as a fuel source. Incline walking versus running and related to muscle building. <clears throat> walking in an incline adds resistance to your workout, recruiting the glutes, your butt, and quads, your thighs, more than a walk on the flat on the flat. The result, well, a peachy butt and a peachy butt strong and strong toned thighs. Peachy butt and strong toned toned thighs. Don't they use that sentence very often. A, a study in the journal a study in the journal Exercise and Sports Sciences Reviews found that similar to incline walking, running used repetitive weight bearing movements to target the glutes, quads, and hamstrings. If you were starting on a if you were to start on a treadmill Set the incline to its maximum, around 14% for most. Our gym goes up to 20%. And walk until your legs felt heavy and were unable to continue. Then you would be experiencing a buildup of lactic acid. This is the same as when you lift a weight for a number of repetitions until you can, do no, can, can no longer move the weight. This is strength training or muscle building. Essentially, there are a number of ways you can make incline walking either a form of cardio or a form of muscle building is all down to the gradient of the incline and the speed at which you'll be walking. A low gradient and a fast walk will be more cardio-based. A steep gradient and slow speed would be more strength-based. I actually personally alternate those. I do uh, I put on from 15 and 15, I'll go up to maybe four miles per hour. And when I put up the 20% the 20 grade, I'll drop it down to three miles per hour and walk slower and do that for 15 to 20 minutes or so. Um, when I write, and that's usually how I warm up before I do my weightlifting. Similarly, in running, if you sprinted until you begin to slow down, that would constitute a form of muscle building. This is because you're using your muscles for a short period of time in a high intensity, much like lifting weights for a number of reps in a similar effort.
incline walking versus running the cost. The good thing about incline walking and running is that they're free. <laughs> the only potential cost of a is the price of a treadmill is the price of a treadmill. Investing in a decent pair of walking or running shoes is also important. You can also stretch to a fitness watch. That way you can track your distance, calories, and other metrics to improve on and give you the motivation to push that, push that a little bit harder. The benefits of inclining walking versus running. All exercise has benefits. There are immediate physical benefits, such as reducing your risk of chronic illnesses like osteoarthritis and heart disease, but there are also great mental health benefits as well. When you perform each of these types of exercise, you release a chemical in the body called endorphins that trigger a positive feeling. You might not experience it at the time, but shortly after you completed your exercise, you will. Your energy levels will be elevated as you'll be improving your fitness throughout your exercise journey. So what are the pros and cons of getting started with incline walking versus running? Incline walking is a full body workout that can improve muscular strength in your legs, your abs, and core. From a muscular skeletal perspective, walking on a treadmill and an incline hits the quads, which is your thighs, the glutes, the buttock muscle, hamstrings, and calves hard. This increases the heart rate more than on the flat. So metabolically, this means you will burn more calories and fat. And fat. More calories and body fat. Walking on the incline is great for people who find running painful or unpleasant. This aerobic exercise boosts both strength and endurance without placing stress on the joints, making it an excellent substitute for running for people recovering from energy, or people older and seniors like me. <laughs> While walking, incline walking is generally kinder on to joints than running, downhill walking can be quite tough on the knees. In fact, the impact that occurs on a declining terrain of treadmill is three times greater than ground level. And I, I'll attest to that when we go hiking, going down the hills, you can feel it in your knees. This is because when you switch from a flat surface to one with an incline or decline, you're putting extra stress on the front and back lower, lower leg muscles. This can, delay, this can lead to delayed onset muscle soreness until the body adapts to the training. If you're someone who suffers from low back pain, you might need to work with a physio to set an incline that doesn't aggravate it. Put simply, the higher the gradient, the more strain there will be on the back and the hips. Running does carry an injury risk because while one foot is off the ground, the other one and the leg is supporting your entire body weight during the impact of landing. This puts more stress on the knees and joints and a higher risk of a fall. While the verdict of incline walking versus running, incline walking is a low-impact way to torch calories without putting a strain on your joints. It's also great for people recovering from injury who find running hard or boring. Running is better suited for people who are relatively fit and is an excellent way to lose weight and build muscle mass. However, research published in the Journal of Sports Health found that long-distance running could increase the risk of a heart attack. Both types of exercise have great mental health perks, particularly if you take your workout outdoors. Personal favorite is incline walking because it's less taxing on the body while still reaping some good muscle gains. It does require a treadmill or living in an area with hills to climb, climb however. Suggestion here by uh, the Bennett, Mr. Bennett is mix it up to keep, keep it exciting and steer clear of monotony. Don't walk the same distance on the treadmill each week as, as you'll plateau and reduce the training effect over time. 
keeping the body guessing and it'll adapt. Do it with friends and keep it social, and most importantly, have fun. And uh, that brings us to the end of our little oracle. It's a short one today. And that was, once again, incline walking versus running, which is better for fat loss. Like I said, uh, that's why I use the, the treadmill at the gym prior to my warm-up from, from my lifting. And I do 15 minutes. Well, it turns to 18 minutes because it has a three-minute warm-down where it slows it, the machine automatically drops the incline for you the last three minutes. It slows the pace no matter what speed you have it on. And you start walking into almost a crawl to the last minute or so, which is kind of weird. <laughs> it looks like well, what are you doing, just hanging out on the machine? But it's just a slow walk. But it takes about 18 minutes. And uh, generally, at three, somewhere between the three miles, my is from running, walking at three miles up to four miles an hour, it'll complete somewhere almost exactly a mile and 18 minutes or a little bit more, like a mile and one to two tenths uh, in that same time frame. And uh, it warms me up pretty good. I, it loses my whole body. It's easy on my joints, my knees. Again, I'm 67. I'll be 68 in uh, one month and a day. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I don't, uh, while running, I, I don't really run. I kind of jog a little bit. On the treadmill, I will do sprints in between to mix it up. I'll speed it up to maybe five to six miles, sometimes seven miles an hour, and sprint for 30 seconds to 45 seconds or so. I don't think I go a minute, a minute yet. And I think it's 30 to 45 seconds and drop it back down where I walk for two minutes and then bump it up again and do it again in intervals like that. And just as a change up. And I don't do that every day because that's a little more taxing. And I do want to be able to do my lifting, but uh, lifting. And I can also notice that my body fat percentage has, um, has, has, body fat percentage has dropped as I've done more incline walking. I just started doing that maybe about a month or two ago. And it's kind of fun. Uh, it, it, I tested myself the first day by putting it up to the 20% incline, and I thought, okay, this isn't a guy that I want to kill myself, <laughs> and now I can do it. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but now I, I, every time I go, it's a little different. I'll do it at the low level, the mid level, the high level, and kind of change it. Again, that, that intermittent uh, variable training so my body does, adapts to all conditions. And I can, see that I can physically see the results in my midsection from having added this in, into my workout. So uh, that's it today. And again, I'll just say, hey, remind you that these calls are recorded. This will be placed on SoundCloud. I'll update it, update everything up to current by the end of business today. And uh, you can find it there. And But you can look for my name, either Frank Lomas or TR90, TR90 or Solutions for Anti-Aging. And, of course, I'll remind you to come back again here uh, tomorrow and Friday for uh, Suzanne and Victoria. So let me open up the line here and see if we've got any comments. Unmute. Thank you, Frank. That was great. You're welcome. I find some of these articles fun. <laughs> kind of finding out about this stuff. Well, you know, I mean, add some little tidbits of information here or there, and it's like, oh, that's why that worked for me when I was doing XYZ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the easy ways to you know to stay fit and not get not injure yourself too, and be out with unnecessary injuries, your arms, knees, elbows, or whatever you're doing, uh, you know, in your workout too. Find a, a way to work out smart smart and stay safe and be able to continue working out consistently without getting injured. Yep. Yep, indeed. Okay, guys, sorry. I got this workman here and I ran outside. Um, have a great day, everybody. All I'm right. Go Thank back you. To my workman. All right. Thank you, Victoria. All right, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next week. 
Thanks for joining us. Make it a great day, everybody. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Frank. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome, everybody. Bye-bye.